Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Everybody, this is my friend Maureen. Hi, who is in Dallas. Oh my gosh, Maureen, how long have we known each other now? I was doing this with somebody yesterday, and I'm awful with years. I want to say it was probably like 2006, 2000. Yeah, I mean, at least 15 years. Yeah, 15 years that we've known each other. Yeah, for sure. That's so crazy. I know. And we're still friends and yeah. we still keep it. And we're like, and we actually still keep in touch. It's not even just like, we're just, we've kept friend. I mean, obviously social media helps, but we actually do keep in touch. Yeah. It's always good to connect. And even if we don't connect as frequently, it's always whenever we do connect, it picks back up. Right. Yes. Away. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what real friendship is, right? You don't have to see somebody or talk to somebody every single day, but when you see them and talk to them, First of all, we always got each other's back. Yeah. Right. And then when we do see each other, like you said, it just kind of picks up like nothing. It does. Seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. So Maureen is a public relations professional. That's not how we met though. (laughs) (laughs) We met through a mutual friend, Veronica, who was actually on the podcast last year. Well, actually she was the, one of the first episodes of 2021 was Veronica's episode. Oh, wow. It feels like yeah. it was longer, but that sounds about right. I know. I literally asked her before I even launched if she would be on it. And it took a year, almost a year <laughs> for it to actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just going through people getting married and people, Marie never says this. And I'm the one who always brags on her about this. She was named Dallas, one of Dallas's most beautiful oh, women. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would never say, look, it's just me and you. No, I would never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I, funny, funny story about that. So I still have a couple of issues, but I had one frame for my parents and it's the house and Brian where I grew up and it's like sitting on the floor. (laughs) It was like collecting dust on the floor behind, you know, behind the dresser or something like that. So I'd never talk about that. Honestly, I, I really do forget about it until somebody mentions it. And they're like, where's this picture from? I was like, oh, you know, just a 
just a random photo shoot I just happened to do one day, just nothing. I know. Even when it came out, you were like, eh, you never even wanted to talk. I didn't. It was so, it was just, I'm just not that type of person where I like to draw that type of attention toward myself. And so it's just, I mean, it was weird. I will say though, the benefit of having been through that experience, I came out with it with three amazing friends and we're still friends to this day. And we, you know, celebrate life together. We've celebrated marriages and babies and, and passing of loved ones. And so that, you know, transcends everything else that could have come from that experience. So I'll, I'll say that's what makes me the most happy from that. Not the accolade, if that's what you want to call it. Cause it was so long ago, 10 years ago, you know, when back when I was only like 21, so yeah, when we're all 21. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I'm always going to, you know me, I like to brag on my friends. I like to share those things. It's so funny because um, earlier today I had lunch with somebody that I've known since, no joke, since the fourth grade. Oh my gosh. And we were saying, we were just talking and she goes, you're still the same. And I tell people yeah. like doing this podcast and everything, people ask like, oh, well, how was I when I was younger? And I'm like, exactly the same as I am now. <laughs> I could see that though. Yeah, I, I was always like, she was she was really shy. And so she was saying, oh, I remember you were my first friend when we had, when I moved to this new school. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, it was probably me going up to you saying, hi, I'm Jessica. How are you? Tell me your name. She goes, oh yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. Because she would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so yeah, it's the exact same, except now I record these conversations and get to drink wine. So you I mean, are if podcasting was a thing when I was in elementary school, I probably would have been a podcaster. And can we just say, speaking of bragging on friends, just applaud you for all the amazing work that you've done with this podcast and where you started to where it is now and where it will go. So my hats off to you and just continue blessings and success. Um, you're doing amazing things. And I'm just, I'm really excited for this endeavor that started from an idea and has really turned and blossomed into something amazing. So congrats to you, my friend on this. Thanks. Wow. That's so (laughs) sweet. It's so weird sometimes thinking of how it started. And this is episode 99 first, Maria. Oh. This is episode 99. 99. Oh my gosh. We haven't even talked about the wine. First of all, <laughs> let's first get to the wine. Then we'll talk about this other stuff because <laughs> I hit record because you said your last minute wine purchase. Oh, in full disclosure, I'm not at home. So at home, I have plenty of wine, but um, I have family in town and it's loud and I wouldn't able to find a quiet place. So I went to Whole Foods earlier today and I got some um, Mayomi Pinot Noir, which I have some of this at home, but it's in a much smaller bottle. So I felt like I could manage this, but I don't have any glasses here and I wasn't about to drink this out of a styrofoam cup. So I'm going to keep it classy and just drink straight from the bottle because yes, why not? You know, this is episode 99. We go on out to the end of Bravo. the year. Bravo. It's <laughs> holiday week. I mean, you know, so we just going to keep it, keep it 100. I mean, that's what we do. So I am actually drinking my first glass of Solorio family wine. It's their 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon, the reserve. Nice. So I'm really excited to try this. So well, girl, bust that bottle, bottle up and take a swig. Come on now. <laughs> Same. 
Oh, God. oh my gosh. Maureen, I wish you were here to taste this. Oh, I wish I was too. This how is many, so smooth. How many wines have you had since starting the podcast? Have you counted? No, I try. So I don't open, I have what they call a Coravin now. So I don't have to open the whole bottle. I can just That's get a glass. Christmas. Oh, literally the best investment I made. It was like a hundred. It was, I got it off of some fancy schmancy department store website. I forget uh-huh. which one I'll probably remember randomly. And it was like $120. It was on sale, but seriously, the best investment because first of all, I don't drink wine every day. I drink my drink wine multiple times a week. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes I don't drink it. You know, sometimes I just, you just don't feel like it. And I hated opening a bottle and not finishing it or leaving it open too long or anything like that. I hated that. So getting the Corvin has totally helped. I swear I've talked about the Corvin multiple times. They need to sponsor me. (laughs) But it's true. I mean, it's, it's been so awesome. So now like a wine like this, where it's really, really good and I wouldn't want to just, if I had somebody to share it with and to drink the bottle with, that's one thing. But by myself, I don't want to drink the whole bottle, right? Like in one sitting to be able to just savor one glass is awesome. So with that said, I have no idea how many wines I've tried because some, I just drink multiple episodes, you know, because I do have Corvin. I mean, and I wait between getting my first wine certification, which is kind of what my, one of my biggest accomplishments this this 2021 was hitting the one year mark and then getting my first level of wine certification. And we tried several with that. I mean, I've in the last, since I started the podcast easily, I've probably tried over a hundred wines. I would guess. I would, yeah, I would say easily. For sure. Because I try at different restaurants. I try different things. I went to, so <laughs> I had a first date earlier in December. Hey, come on, tea. Let's fill it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about my personal life that much. I know. I'm just, but, share, what, share what you would like. Okay, to share. I will share because okay. it's wine related. Okay, good. Okay. And he took me to a Russian restaurant. Interesting. Girl, it was so good. It was so good. It's this place called Pomegranate in San Diego, North Park, the North Park area of San Diego. And we went through two bottles of wine, both for Georgian wine, which I had had a Mm -hmm. white version of Georgian wine before. And this Mm -hmm. time we had some reds. Okay. And we finished both bottles. They were so good. But if you have the opportunity or when you come visit me, I will take you there. Oh my gosh, seriously, girl, it is. In 2022, I'm doing that because you know, I don't sit still. No, you sure don't. (laughs) But I will say this, like it was really good. And he, I was just like, I'm out of my element here. Mm -hmm. You choose what we drink, like what we, not what we drink because he asked me, but you choose the food because he had been there before. Okay. did. And he was very on point with what he ordered because it was so good. <laughs> Two questions. One, surprised that you you were at a Russian Russian restaurant and didn't drink vodka, but that's not really a question. It's a statement. Question is, was there a second date? There have been multiple dates. Since. Okay, come on, multiple. <laughs> There's been a second and a third and then a couple more after that. All right. Okay. Consistency. Yes. 
Well, you know what? Okay, I will say this. One thing I, consistency, you know, girl, because me and you have talked about yeah. our dating lives or non-existent dating lives for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one thing I will say is, first of all, this is the first time I have dated with intention. Hmm, good for you. Because I've never really dated with intention before. I've never, I, it's just kind of been like, oh yeah, let's see what happens, you know. Right. I'm not saying that, and I think also when you date, and please tell me if you feel like you've experienced the same thing. When you date and you like, I'm always like, yes, I'm looking, you know, ultimately I want to have a partner to share my life mm-hmm. with, but just because we're out on a date doesn't mean that it's going to be you. Cause I feel like you say that and guys are like, oh, I'm not looking to get married. And I'm like, yo, I say, I want to marry you. I didn't say you're my partner. Right. <laughs> and they get all freaked out. Like, but I'm just saying, like, if I'm looking for somebody to have a partner in life with, and you're not even in that space, then there's no point in us even going on a date. If if we're in completely different pages, we're in completely different books, we're reading out of different books, then there's really no reason. But if we're reading out of the same book, we might be on different pages or we might not just have the vibe and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Right. Do you, are you, do you feel like the same thing when it comes to that? Yes. To dating with intention. I think it's, especially as we age, I mean, why would you just kind of be willy-nilly and, and just be with whatever or whomever? Never talk to a guy on the first or couple first couple dates about like longevity or anything future talk because I still need to figure out if I really like to be around you and your presence, yes. if we have a vibe, that kind of thing. So yes and no to your question. And I, I tell I've told this to people before. And I also tell my therapist, yes, I, I see a therapist because mental health oh, and mental sure. is important. <laughs> and I told her one day, I was like, you know, I don't have a dimmer, you know, light switches like on, off or dim. Like I don't have a dimmer. I'm like on or I'm off. And that's nothing. It's not anyone's fault. It's just may not be a compatibility thing. It may just be, I see or look at you at, as a friend, I hate to say like friend zone, but sometimes you get friend zone, but that may turn out to be better than it had could have been in a relationship. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I just don't, I, I really have no, yeah, I really have no dimmer. I'm on, I'm off. And it's not because of something they may have done. Cause there are amazing guys that I've, I've met and I've come across and I would say attempted to date. <laughs> it never, it never went. I don't, I don't know like at what level it becomes like, okay, we're dating. But yeah, of the ones that we've attempted kind of to date, they were great guys. Nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with them. It just wasn't, wasn't my flavor. I agree with that because not everybody is gonna vibe in that way. Cause I've done right. this thing where I've gone out on a couple of dates with somebody and then I was just, I always feel like, I always feel like I I try and give, unless they really like fuck it up, (laughs) I try and give at least a second date, right? (laughs) Unless I'm just like, oh no, Lordy, Jesus, please be with me. (laughs) Those are the ones, those are the stories. So like yours, I've jotted things down through the years, either my dating experiences or others. And so at some point going to write a book, I already have an outline in, in mind, but it's just more about dating experiences, dating stories every day. So I have no idea how it's going to look, but 
you know, real names will not be used. So damn it. No, <laughs> no, no real names. No real names. I'm on my own. <laughs> <laughs> no real names. And I I have a really good friend of mine who he always tells me all of his like dating stories. He's like, I can't make this up. He's like, I can't make this up. Look at this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going in the book. So whenever he has an experience that I just die laughing at, I'm like, oh, this is such great content for the book. I'm putting this in the book. Oh so, girl, we'll I got some for you. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have like several bottles to go through. Oh yeah, the that has to be in person yeah. when you come. And wait, did I tell you about that one time I had a date where this guy asked, you know, I met him out because I don't, ever have somebody pick me up on a first day. I need to meet them out, right? Safety first. And he was not only late, but he showed up drunk. Oh. And then he was trying to be all handsy and grabby with me. Mm. Literally to the point where I don't even remember what I said, but I was just like, it's not good. Like he tried to kiss me. And within like- Y'all haven't even had dinner yet? Or is this, this is all before you went anywhere? We met at a bar to have. Oh, you met at a bar. And we were going to go, like, if it went well, we were going to go have dinner, right? No, it didn't even, like, it was bad. It was so bad that the girls behind me were waiting for, like, they were just like, oh my gosh, that was the worst date we've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait here until I know he's gone because, like, it was just bad. It was so bad. Even the bartender was like, here, have a drink on me. Oh, oh, that's a bad day. When everybody around you can see it. That's when you have to have an exit strategy. Always have an exit strategy. And I've used some before just out of like, I, I don't want to be here. This is awkward for you. This is awkward for me. I'm just going to go. And now I think I wouldn't have an exit strategy. I'd be like, all right, so um, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I think that now at our age, right? I would be like, yeah. you know, I don't think we're meshing. Yeah. So it's probably time. I wouldn't even Mm-mm. like before, you know, when you're younger, you have the, the emergency phone call. <laughs> yeah. I've utilized that before. I had my sister call. I called her, excuse myself to go to the restroom. And this was when I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Excuse myself to go to the restroom, called my sister. And I'm like, you have to call me with an emergency. I've had so many bad days. Obviously <laughs> there's more, you have more bad dates than good dates, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's so that's how my 2021 has been ending. It's been ending up on a high note. So we'll see. But how was your, what was your high of 2021, Mo? Oh, man. That's a good question. Probably, and it's, of course, it's travel related. So one of my dearest friends, Helena, she, <laughs> she called me up one day and said, Hey, are you free to travel? you know, these dates or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I think so. She's like, are you, you know, afraid to travel internationally? Of course, you know, still in the midst of COVID and restrictions and all of that. And I said, oh, I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm vaccinated or whatnot. And I, you know, I'm comfortable. She's like, do you want to go to Dubai? And I was like, huh? I'm thinking she's going to say Mexico because we're here in Texas, like a quick little trip or whatever. And I said, let me think about that. It's intriguing. Yes. But let me, think about that because we booked this all within about a three-week window and spent six, seven days there. And it was it was amazing. Um, we have a mutual friend who lives there and was kind enough to not necessarily show us around, but then we also had him show us like different brunches or tell us different places to go. And 
it was just really fun. It was probably the most spontaneous travel excursion I've, I've done just with the time frame. Uh, we rode camels. Uh, we ate a lot of hummus, which is really good. Ate a lot of hummus and I, you know, I would totally go back. It was that, that much fun. So I would say that probably would be one of my highlights of 2021. Just now in Dubai, you couldn't go up to his apartment or anything, right? Like, aren't they very, very strict about that? So the story was, and what, what he told us was that in 2020, they were extremely strict. They were, they had loosened up some of the restrictions by the time we came because they were opening up the borders again to travel. So there's what happened was, is you had to get a special pass or special permission from, I don't know if it was like the government or police or whomever. And so if you were seen outside of your apartment condo, because everyone lives, you know, high rise up there and you did not have this special permission, the special pass, they would arrest you and you would go to jail. What? So, I mean, not, you know, not even like, Oh, what did you have a dog? You take it outside. I think you were able to go outside and like, let your animal relieve themselves but you really should not have ever left your four walls. You had to get permission, you know, so that's even to like go to the grocery store. I know last year I ordered everything I on delivering, I ordered liquor and wine and, you know, just household stuff. I mean, I was ordering everything online. So, but we did wear masks everywhere. So they were very strict about them to the point to where we were at brunch and it was like a buffet type of setup. Um, everyone, of course, was masked up. But if you got up and left your table and did not wear a mask, there was security guards, like bouncer type dudes, who would stop you and make you put your mask on. Like that's how serious they were about about that. But I, as many people know who know me, I'm very like OCD about oh, yes. <laughs> sanitizer, Lysol. The works even before COVID. So I'm this woman had packs. She's like, Do you need pa- a pallet of something? Just tell me. And I will, I was like, Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would go mini Lysol, yes. her regular yep. size Lysol, her gloves, <laughs> her mask, or everything. I will say, when I did travel in 2020, when I did my road trip, uh-huh. I did, and I probably should continue to do this just in general. I had gloves, like latex gloves yes. in the car because when to get gas, so mm-hmm. I would use one glove, like I would use one hand to mm-hmm. take the card in and out, then the gloved thing to punch my numbers, I, which I don't do anymore. I just use the swipe one. Like yeah. that. And then I would use the glove to in and, you know, my non-glove hand to undo the thing for the gas, <laughs> then my gloved hand for everything else. And then once I was done, <clears throat> then I would take off the glove, throw it away. Uh-huh. So I yep. wasn't touching my, like I was, I was Marine level of yeah. safety on that road trip. I still have gloves. So let me tell you what's in my, my COVID bag. I went everywhere with my COVID bag. It had gloves. It had sanitizer, like bottles. And I had Lysol and I had wipes. And I also had a thermometer because look, I was not trying to be around Anyone, I was like, okay, wait a minute, you know, grabbed it and I took people's temperatures. So some of my friends are like, oh my gosh, here she goes again with that 
I'll put that Lysol. Here she goes. I would spray down surfaces or wipe down surfaces before we would go and eat somewhere or sit down somewhere. We're like, wait a minute, you know, and I, I just grab it and just start wiping. I'm telling you, I don't go anywhere without them. So yes, I, I am you at the gas station. However, I have downgraded and I'm just using disinfectant wipes. So I would take a disinfectant wipe and I would use that to touch everything and touch the, the nozzle and, and then I throw it away. Because I think for me, it was easier to grab the wipe than to grab the gloves and put the gloves on. But I did do gloves when I went to the grocery store. And when I came back home, I would wipe down the surface. Like I was serious. I was serious about it. But, you know, safety first. You're definitely all about the safety and everything, which is appreciated because like I said, you know, the crazy thing is, I think so many of us thought 2021 is going to come and we're going to be okay. Like everything is going to be fine. I was feeling in a better emotional and mental state just in regards to the election (laughs) (laughs) and feeling like, you know, now and then having the vaccine come out and everything. And I made sure that I had my vaccine before I got on a plane to go to Dallas. Like that was my, (laughs) to make sure. And then one thing I did notice, like it was crazy. It was still a crazy time to travel and it was a crazy time to go to Dallas because I'm so used to like California. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, I'm so used to wanting to see everybody and want like saying, Hey guys, I'm here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I didn't do any of that. Like, I was just like, okay, who are the, I hardly saw anybody. I went over to West Village because I was staying, you know, I was staying with my friend Mm -hmm. and it was so dead and I'm just so not used to seeing it like that. Just the whole vibe, because it was still like, it was still early in everybody getting vaccinated and everything like that. But just the whole vibe of being there was so it just felt weird, especially because even here now in California and San Diego, where I'm at, most people, well, we have a mask mandate again, but even prior to that, most people were still wearing their masks indoors. Like I would still go to the grocery store wearing a mask and most Uh people were already still doing that. I still do. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I'm being, I have to be extra careful because of my mom and because the chemo and the radiation and I, I just have to be extra, extra careful, but it was just so crazy. But the highlights were being able to see some of my friends that, you know, I got to have lunch with you and Vero and I got to meet one of my friends, Daniel, for the first time in person. Right. Yeah. So cool. Cause we met on TikTok yeah. and <laughs> we became actual friends. And we finally, you know, we got to see each other and hang out a couple of times while I was there. And it was just, I will say the last couple of years, social media has probably as crazy as it gotten and as crazy as people can get. It's also been like a lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a way for you to stay connected and feel encouraged at times and supportive. So I get that. And I'm glad it had that effect on you because I know it doesn't for everybody. It's sometimes the complete polar opposite, but I'm glad that it helped you and helped your mental well-being. I do also think that it's important the people you follow on social media and the people like what you're allowing yourself to 
you know, the people that you're allowing in your sphere when it comes to social media. I love watching you just take a guzzle straight from the bottle. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm so classy with it. <laughs> you are. You're just like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's like such a huge thing, right? Like me and you, we're, we communicate a lot on social media and we'll send each other funny things, inspiring things. And, but if you're allowing like all of those negative things to, as soon as you start interacting with them and as, cause I've noticed even on TikTok, I have one video that I like duetted mm-hmm. with, and it's Cardi B talking about um, equal pay. Mm-hmm. And I just stitch, I'm not saying anything. I was just saying like, this is the kind of energy we need to have. Sometimes the most powerful answer is no, right? And people can take that for how they want. I'm not saying you have to do this. You have to do that. I'm just, I'm talking about the energy that she was coming with. And there's some people on there. There's a lot of positivity. And then there's a lot of like, girl, there's some negative people who are like, well, then why do they ever need to hire men if they can just hire? And I was, <sighs> I don't even entertain that. I just, I, as soon as I see something at first, I was, at first I got frustrated, right? Because I don't get that on my Instagram because of the people and my Instagram is an open Instagram. It's not like it's a private Instagram, but again, it's the people that I think interact with me on Instagram and I interact with that keeps it like more okay. positive. Mm-hmm. And so I just stopped and like, I was like, oh, you know, as soon as I see something negative, I don't even do anything with it. Cause there are other people that can argue that argument. I'm not about to like, let that take up space in my head and right. make me worry about it. Like I'm doing me. You do you boo, right? Like <laughs> if you want to have that negativity, don't bring it over here. Right. I'm not about that because I think we got enough of that with all Ooh. of the mental stress and anguish and everything over the last, yeah, damn, almost two years. I know. It doesn't seem like it. I saw a meme that said something about in just a short couple of days, 2019 will be three years ago. And I'm like, huh? Like, it just feels weird, you know? Yeah. But it just also makes you realize how fleeting life is. And, and I, you know, I'm like, well, that's, that's what it is. That's where we are. What is the thing that you say to yourself when you get down? Because I try, I'd like, I know that there's certain things that I say, but you're just like, you do have such a, like, <laughs> just radiant energy, Mo. You ha- you're somebody who, like I know if I'm having a bad day, I know that I could reach out to you and you'll and I will feel better after reaching out to you. I know that for sure. Hey, thank you for saying that. <laughs> so what are the things that you tell yourself when you're in that funk? Man, I don't know that I necessarily say anything to myself internally or externally because who doesn't talk to themselves out loud? And if you don't, I, there's something wrong. You're not real. You're yeah, a robot. You're a real person. <laughs> Because I've I've gone through depression before and I remember how my lowest times felt, I'm like, okay, we got to get out of this funk or whatever it is that, that you're going through because we are not about to take it back there. So I guess maybe it is, it, it's not a phrase or, or anything specifically. It's just reflecting on what I know those emotions feel like and how I felt then and, and feeling like I couldn't bring myself up out of that and just faking the funk and putting on a front and a face when, you know, inside you're really not feeling like doing that. Just being more honest with myself, like, okay, 
this is what's going on. You're not feeling it today. You're not feeling whatever. Take a nap. <laughs> I mean, what whatever that may look like, because I really do enjoy taking naps and feel like that does refresh me. I've also found lately, because there were a couple of weeks where I wasn't able to do this, working out, it helps me stabilize my mental well-being. And, and when I had... Um, I don't know if it was a virus or an allergy or something last month where I had the worst migraines I've ever had in my life. On top of that, I came down with something to where I could barely keep my eyes open. Like it wasn't pink eye. It was just, it literally hurt to open my eyes. I couldn't open them for more than a couple seconds at a time. You know, I took some allergy medicine and, you know, a week later it was fine. But just not being able to do that. And I had been working out consistently for several months for at least five or six days a week. And so when I couldn't do that, I could tell me immediately that it threw my balance off. And I like, you know, stability and I like consistency and schedule. And that was that was my one constant. I was like, okay, you don't want to work out, but you you're going to work out because you told yourself you're going to work out and you need to work out so that you can eat. I work out so I can eat and drink basically. (laughs) Like if I don't, if I don't work out, I can't eat and drink the things that I'm not supposed to do. So working out is one of the things too, that I feel helps me kind of keep myself in check and keep myself focused, but there's not anything really that I do say to myself. I've been for the past several years, just at the end of the day, I try to humble myself as much as I can. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard to do, but I always look at things like, okay, this may not have been what you wanted it to be, but at the end of the day, you're still blessed. You're still, you know, you have your health, you have your family, you have friends, you have love, you know, around you. That's still something to hold on to and feel cherished. Um, even when things don't go the way that you want them to go, it could always be worse. There's somebody out there in a situation that's worse than you are, but they still find the means to feel blessed. And that's usually what kind of brings me back and kind of reels me back in. I'm like, okay, it's not, it's, it's temporary, right? It's just a temporary thing and it's not going to be something that last forever. And, you know, I always say that people are like, Oh, you're strong. You're so strong. You're this and this. And I'm like, eh, thank you. But that's not how I look at it. Not because I'm, I'm trying to discredit myself. I just feel like there are things that we go through in life. And sometimes you don't have, you don't have a plan for it and you just do it just because it's sometimes pure instinct or pure emotion or whatever the case may be. And you just, you just do it. So the humility piece is something that I just subconsciously do because I've gotten myself into the routine of just being, just being grateful and in the moment. And and I do recognize a lot of times that I don't give myself enough credit for the things that I do do. I would rather pour myself into others versus pouring it into me. And so it's, it's constantly something that I'm, I'm trying to work on and, but the humility part is is what kind of keeps me balanced. I had no idea because a lot of what you were saying, I totally resonate with because I struggle with depression as well. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea you struggled with that. And so when I get into that point, like especially at the beginning of the whole, 
I'm calling it the pan dulce, right? <laughs> um, at the beginning of that, it was really hard. Like it was so mentally draining. Yeah. And, and me being so extroverted, because you know how extroverted I am. It was yeah. so hard to not be around people. And I think often, and so I, like when I was feeling, I remember what those feelings were when I was in that depressive state. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was starting to like these inklings, right? It's not even like getting there. It's just like these inklings that automatically you're like, Ooh, Ooh, I recognize this mm-hmm. and trying to do whatever you can to get you out of it. So me, it was a lot of being outside taking you out, going outside, being around people in any way, shape or form. Even if I wasn't talking to them, whether it was being at the beach or being, you know, going to a restaurant or whatever I could do Mm -hmm. just to get myself. Cause me being alone, but, and it's so funny. Like I love, I live by myself. I enjoy living by myself, but when you're like forced Mm. to stay in your own thing. And then I would stay in my own mind it, yeah. was not pretty. <laughs> yeah, it was not pretty. Hard. And that's one of the things too, you know, fortunately for me, I, I wasn't on any medication and that's by all means, whatever you need to do to balance out your mental health or well-being. If you need to get on medication, do that. I, for whatever reason, felt like I don't want to do it because one, I am awful and not responsible when it comes to taking medications. So I knew I would forget. I'm like, I forget to take my vitamins. I'm, I mean, just whatever. But um, getting out of your head and getting out of your own way. And, and fortunately for you, you live in San Diego and, and where the weather is always nice and there's beach and traveling is is my is my happy thing. You know, it's, it's a very happy and very expensive hobby. Um, or it can be, but that's what brings me peace. So anytime I'm able to like travel, especially if I'm able to travel to a beach and sometimes I may just sit and just listen to the waves. And I know that makes me sound super old and whatnot, but like it, that just brings me so much peace and just to be still, because I think we're always on the go. And I think a lot of times when we are having those feelings and those emotions, we're going, going, going. And sometimes we just need to be still. And sometimes we just need to breathe. And I think we don't do that enough. No, that's so true. So a few weeks ago, my friend Yvonne, she came down for the weekend. She just wanted to get away from her kids and have a little girls weekend. And we had, and we went to the beach, went to dog beach. And it was good for both of us because I'm used to, she's not used to being around like all of these dogs. And when you go to dog beach, dogs are going to run on your stuff. And so to me, that does not bother me at all. I'm so used to it. And she was like, ah, no, get away from me. Give me my space. I'm like, oh, that does not happen here. You can't like, (laughs) but it was, it was good for her in regards to putting herself in that mindful space. Like, okay, how do I concentrate at dog beach? How do I concentrate? Cause she does meditation and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was good for her to learn, like to be in this chaotic space, mm. how to recenter herself in this completely chaotic space that she couldn't control. Right. For me, sometimes I like to have the music going and everything like that. And then she asked me to stop the music because she wanted to listen to the waves. And I've done that plenty of times, but I stopped it. And at first I was like reluctant because I was like, I want to listen to music. But then I did. And as soon as I was concentrating on the sounds of the way, I swear I could smell the salt air better. 
Mm. Everything just like became clear and the water is my happy place. Yeah. So it was like for a moment, I forgot what the sounds of the waves and the smell of that salt air could do for me because I think I just wanted to forget other things, but that just brought so much clarity. So yes, I totally agree with you. And you just, you don't sound like old lady when you say you <laughs> listen to the waves, because then that makes both of us old and we are not old. No, um, only 27, about to be 28 tomorrow. You know, all of that. We're still young. <laughs> We're still so young. Yeah. Yes, tomorrow's your birthday. Is it is it's happy weird. birthday, happy twenty eighth birthday. <laughs> twenty eight is great. Twenty, I mean, twenty eight will be great. It will be fantastic. Yeah, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we said, oh yeah, we've known each other fifteen years. Da, 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 but yeah, we started I mean, started way way young. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a world trout. I lived by myself when I was a teenager. Duh, doesn't yeah. everybody? <laughs> Isn't that the norm? <laughs> Hello. I mean, come on. <laughs> now, hopefully I'll get back to Dallas next year. Now that I'm going to start this new job. Yes, congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm really excited. I mean, there was good and bad in regards to 2021. And I want you to share your good and your bad. Because my, so my good and bad was, you know, obviously hitting the one-year mark with podcast getting my wine certification. I know that there's probably more that my friends would tell me, but you know, you forget all of these things. I got to go to Dallas and see my friends. I got to spend time with my nephews, which was totally rad. Like I I had some, I love spending time with my nephews and they're getting older. And the fact that they still want to spend time with me is girl, I'm not kidding. Like that is my favorite, one of my favorite things when my nieces or my nephews want to spend time with me makes me so happy because I want them to remember that. So I took my nephews on their very first bonfire. Mm -hmm. They never experienced a bonfire before. So we went to Mission Bay. I built a bonfire. We had so much fun. We went to the freaking 16 inning Dodgers Padres game. Oh, that's right. I remember you posted that. Yes. And then they rode scooters for the first time. You know, obviously I keep, I've continued to do these virtual wine tastings. Me and my friend Pam did an event for Latina Equal Pay Day. And then I have this new job that I'm about to start. And I have so far met somebody that I really enjoy spending time with. So those are like my highs. And then, you know, I think it's important to share the challenging times as well, because things are not always rosy and perfect. And I think the biggest, the biggest challenge of the year was finding out my mom had breast cancer for the second time in the same breast that she already had a mastectomy on. Mm. And that was really challenging. And that was really hard. I was living in Dallas the first time she went through it. And I don't even remember a lot of, of what happened. I feel like I completely blocked that out. And I didn't even talk about it. I don't even know if you, did you, had I told you at that time? I don't know that you did share that with me. And if you did, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Like I literally told maybe four or five people, like I didn't talk about it at all. So this time it was, I I talked, I've definitely talked about it more, but that was probably the hardest thing. And then getting laid off from my job 
Mm-hmm. And I've shared a little bit about it on Instagram, but you know, that was hard because you think that you have, it, especially somewhere like here in San Diego, it's not cheap to live, but I thought I did my part in regards to saving money and doing the things. And I didn't think it was going to take as long as it had took to find a new job. And when you're not having the money coming in to replace what's going out, yeah, that money, regardless if you're receiving unemployment or not, because I literally, the day I got laid off was the day that that $600 federal additional, like that 600 extra $600 a week went away the day that I got laid off. So I didn't get any extra help or anything like that. And so my my money ran out pretty quickly and I was getting like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So it was really for a good maybe month, maybe less, but at least a good month, I was in a straight panic and I didn't know what to do. And then, you know, it made me think of, you know, I have places, God forbid, I should have to leave my apartment, God forbid. And then, but then at the same time, it's like, but I know I have some place to go. I know I can go, you know, not that I wanted to utilize those things, but it was like, I knew what I could do. And then it just made me think of all of the people that don't have those resources. Yeah. It made me so sad. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm so lucky that I have parents and I have cousins and I have friends that God forbid anything should happen. I can say, hey, I need help or I need, can I stay here or whatever? And so many people don't have that. So it made me so like, I was just in this very weird and very emotional because, you know, all those things are very, very personal and emotional. And it becomes like one of those things where you could easily spiral. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was trying so hard to be positive, like that I wasn't allowing myself to feel mm-hmm. all of the things, right? Like I was like, no, it's going to work out. No, it's going to be fine. No, it's a da 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 And then girl, I'm not kidding, Mo. One day I couldn't take it anymore. I had one of the ugliest cries that I have had in a long, long, long time. And I'm asking a friend, like if she can help direct me to somebody and I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I couldn't stop. Like once those floodgates opened, I legit could not stop. Like my entire day I spent bawling my eyes out, crying, trying to figure out where I could get help or what I could do. Like, what can I sell? What Like, I'm literally, like, I wasn't in, there were certain things where I'm like, okay, for me, this was a dire situation. For others, it probably wouldn't be. So I want to be like clear in saying that, right? But, but you're your feelings. And that's how you were feeling. Yeah. And that day turned around. That was my first date with this person that I, you know, okay. I don't want to say too much because who knows what's going to happen, right? But that was my first date. And that like, a lot of stuff happened that day because that's when I applied for this new job. And literally that day, it was like, as soon as I released all of those things that I was trying so hard not to, Mm -hmm. it was almost instantaneous that everything started turning around. Well, I feel that's, that's God, but that, you know. Oh yeah. For sure. I feel like it was just like, just trust me, like, let it go. Let it release. Like, again, I was just trying so I, and I tend to do that a lot. Like I try and control everything. Once I'm like, I don't have control. 
fine. I don't have control. That's when it was. And then it's like, okay, I got you. Yeah. And it's happened more than once. So I don't know why I try and fight it. <laughs> oh, cause you know, that's what, that's what we do as humans. So what was your, what are your highs and lows for 2021 besides Dubai? Yeah, I would say, you know, just being able to travel again was nice because I didn't, um, last year was milestone year, 2027, 20, 26, whatever. Anyway, last year was a milestone. Like, mile- I don't even know how old I am. I'm just so, I'm just so ageless. <laughs> <laughs> what age did I give? I can't even keep it straight. Um, last year was a milestone birthday for me and not being able to do what I had initially wanted to do. I was kind of bummed about that. I don't like to be in Dallas on New Year's. Why? I don't know. I just, I just, well, one, I don't like to be in Dallas on any of like the summer holidays. So Memorial Day, Labor Day, July 4th, all that. And I don't like to be in Dallas on New Year's. Well, I had originally wanted to, at the beginning of 2020, go to Africa and not not necessarily South Africa. There's a friend of mine who has a nonprofit organization that helps African children get out of slavery and puts them in education so that they can, you know, better themselves. And so I, one time I was struggling with, like, I want to do something that's like bigger than me. Like, I still know what that is. I have a lot of philanthropic and civic participation under my belt and that's fine and donate. And that those are all great things. I was like, I just want to do something else, something deeper, something bigger, something that's like life-changing. And so I had initially wanted to do that for my birthday at some point during 2020. And then obviously none of that came to fruition because of of the pandemic. So that just kind of like, I was like, eh. So um, 2021 came, I was in a much better place mentally because I was laid off in 2020, but it was a good thing because I didn't want to be at that job anyway. So it just was kind of like, all right, cool. So 2021 came around you know, I was feeling good, got vaccinated. I was able to travel and kind of get back on some of the normal, some of the normal life that I remember before the pandemic hit and we all had to stay inside. Um, So I'd say traveling would probably be, you know, my, one of my highs and just being able to be around friends again and being social was really helpful. I'd say one of my challenges you know, many of my close friends know I have an elderly father and earlier this year he had a car accident. Um, thankfully he was fine. You look at the car and you wouldn't think that he what he would be, but that was kind of the turning point for him. And I help him, I assist him a lot with, you know, just ordering his groceries every day, or, you know, I talk to him every day, just trying to make sure and see the things that he needs or, um, trying to schedule his doctor appointments because he's he's very consistent with his, his doctor appointments, which is great. And so all of that, I wouldn't say is necessarily a, a challenge. It was just a different um, a different experience because my dad's been independent his entire life. He's always done for himself. He's always taken care of all the things that need to be taken care of. You know, now that he, you know, he doesn't have his own transportation, seeing him kind of go through some of the 
I guess, mental strain that it has put on him to feel like he's having to depend on people where he hasn't had to before has been an adjustment for me, an adjustment that I'm also dealing with on my own mental well-being journey is just trying to make sure that I keep him positive because he, you know, if you see him, you wouldn't think that he's the age that he is, but he's doing really well for himself considering there are people half his age who aren't in um, the same position that the humility, right? So I'm trying to instill some of the humility. And so that's just, you know, this year has been different for me in that regard with having to play a much larger role and just making sure that he's taken care of in the way that he needs to. And yes, he can do a lot for himself, but I just, I worry about him, you know, when I call and he doesn't answer, I'm like, oh my gosh, did he fall? Did something happen to him? You know, is he okay? Um, so, your dad's in his eighties, right? My dad is 94. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't think he was that old. I mean, I remember when we had met and I remember your parents being, yeah, that means your dad was already 79 when we met. <laughs> yeah. So, and to say that one, yes, is a blessing. He has a 95 year old sister in Fort Worth who she doesn't look her age and this, both of them have all their faculties and and whatnot, and they're able to live and do for themselves. So I'm, I'm praying that some of that longevity comes to me. Um, But like I said, I'm like, dad, I said, you know, I said, things may not be necessarily how you envision because he'll, you know, he'll say things like, oh, like, you know, it's getting old isn't what it's cracked up to be, stuff like that. And so I I know the signs and, and hearing him say stuff like that, like I know what that means. And, and I get it. And just trying to make him feel comfortable where he is and, and still make sure that he still feels like he has a sense of independence has been something that I've been trying my best to make sure that I don't over do it. I, I don't want to be overprotective and, and overbearing and, and, you know, telling him what he should and shouldn't do because he's one, he's still a man. And so he needs to still feel like I'm not emasculating him. And I never would want to, you know, that's, that's my dad. He's, you know, my favorite person. So that's just been one of the, one of the unique challenges. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a low because I, w- I would do it over and over and over again if if he needed something because he's done so much for me. Yeah. So I would just say it's been, I've had a lot more back and forth trips to go see him, to, you know, be with him for doctor's visits. I went back twice, three times to get his vaccines and, you know, we got the booster over Thanksgiving. So there's, there's things that I'm, I'm trying to do. And, and I, like I said, it's not, like I feel like he doesn't appreciate it because I know he does. I just want to make sure that he's taken care of because I feel like there's still so much that I could do that I may be overlooking. But I also have to recognize the times when I feel when I feel that way, like I'm not doing enough, then I have to stop and think about all the things that I have done and just, you know, either pump brakes a little bit or ask for help. And I think that's one of the things, maybe, I don't know if it's just women. Sometimes we like to think that we can do it all and and we're multitasking all the time, but sometimes you have to recognize when you need to just stop or ask for help or slow, slow it down or, or 
tailor it back a little bit. So yeah, I, and again, I don't lows. No, let me just say, I'm glad you did. You said challenges instead of lows. That's probably what I should have said. Right. Cause we all have peaks and valleys and it doesn't necessarily, yeah, we all have peaks and valleys and that's my bad. And I feel like as you were saying it, I was like, you know what, you're right. Cause the way you frame things literally change your mindset. So instead of saying highs and lows, we, I should have said like peaks and valleys or what's, you know, what have been your challenges or whatever. No, please don't apologize because I was thinking about that. And, and in my head, I was like, the bad stuff that happens or has happened, I think I subconsciously block it out and think about something positive, unless it's obviously something big that happens. Again, going back to the humility at the end of the day, I'm still blessed and I'm still here and I still have, you know, my help. And so I think that helps me process things a little bit differently when things go wrong. And by all means, they they do. We're we're all human and I have my moments, I have my days. And sometimes I'm just like trying to block myself out from, from the rest of the world. But I try to go back to the humility of, okay, let's just stop for a minute. It's not that bad. Take perspective. Take perspective. And, and I try to, you know, I try to walk my talk. So when, you know, other people come to me and and talk to me about things going on in their lives or um, just being a listening ear, I try to take the advice that I give others. And so I know I need to do a better job with, with that, but, and I also framed it differently because I'm in PR. So, I mean, that's what we do, you know, (laughs) I got you. I got you. (laughs) I feel like I do that with a lot of other things. I'm like, no, it's this. And then they're like, why'd you think of that? I'm like, it's my PR brain working. Oh, when I'm doing this, my PR brain does not, it's very different when I'm doing this. I definitely feel like that. Some of my friends give me a hard time. Um, but I, I'm like, I, I don't know how to to take it off sometimes. And I need to dial back. And sometimes uh, liquid courage helps me do that. Um, <laughs> take another swig of that bottle, girl. No, I'm like, <laughs> yes. Like, who does this? Classy we do. We do this. If I could join you with a screw cap and do that, I would have <laughs> had I known. But I'm not gonna lie, this freaking Solorio Cabernet Reserve. Oh my gosh. This is I've had some really good wines. This has like instantly risen to the top of one of my favorite cabs. Absolutely. And where is it? Where's it from? It is from he is in Uy, this let's see, it's Napa Valley. Okay. And there's no yeah, but he's uh, his name is Mario and he has been really, really just generous in regards to um, sending some wine and everything. And it is like, this is the 2016 reserve, the Cabernet oh. reserve. Oh, wow. And it is so smooth. Maureen, I'm not kidding you. I bet. I'm overdue for a trip to Napa. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine. Um so I may try to do it early next year. We'll see. Um, let me know. I will go. I have like, I have so many vintners that I still need to visit. So many of my Latine vintners that I want to visit and I want them because they've only known me through email or through yeah. certain things, right? Through the directory or all of this or social media. But there's so many that I still have not met in person that I want to meet. 
Oh yeah. Oh man. I've, like I said, it might over- be dangerous to go with me. I'm sure. I don't know that I could keep up. <laughs> no, it would, it would be fun. I think, um, and it's Napa is just such a pretty place. And, and then you put wines in there and then everything is just beautiful. It's like roses and rainbows and sunshine. I know. I know. I'm super, I can't wait to be able to go again. I'm, I'm super, what are you looking forward to? And like, 2022 literally is now basically it really is um what am i looking forward to besides coming to visit me in san diego coming to visit you in san diego besides other travel plans that i probably haven't made yet but will i've been telling her for two years to come visit me (laughs) i know it's awful well i mean think about what two years ago looked like well yeah i've been actually telling her since i moved so 2019 almost three years but yeah, one year we couldn't do anything at all. And I do. I am overdue for a California trip. So yeah, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, actually 2019 was the last time I think I was in California. Um, you went to, you were in LA, I think, right? Was I? Yes, 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 yes. Because my sister lives in Orange County. So that was the year that, I don't know if you felt it, but that was like the 7.2 earthquake. Like there was an earthquake on July 4th and then there was like an earthquake the next day or the day after. And I was like, it is time for me to come back home. The ground <laughs> is shaking. Okay, I but re- here's the thing. Like, <laughs> so I remember that, but I was already living in San Diego and I think we felt it a little bit, but not much. When I moved to Texas, uh-huh. got the tornado sirens, like to, to me, like, first of all, when you are... In California, like most of the time, like half of the earthquakes, you don't even feel, or they happen when you're sleeping and you don't even, you re, you wake up in the morning and it's on the news that there was an earthquake. Right. Or at least down here. Mm-hmm. But you cannot say the same when a freaking tornado siren goes off in Texas. Ooh, I freaked out. I freaked like, out. Huh? I freaked out more about the hail then I, I know that sounds backwards, right? So I'm like, okay, I feel like- yeah, that freaking can knock you out some of that giant hail. I feel like there's more chances for hail than there are for tornadoes because sometimes when it hails, it doesn't always mean there's a tornado coming. And so, sorry, there's like- I know, I've seen like the crazy damage from, yeah. from the hail and stuff. I remember that one year, like what? Well, there's been a couple of years, not just one year where it's like softball size hail. It's crazy. Yeah. I think I was out of town when that happened and I was watching like today's show or good morning America or something like that. And they were showing the weather and they were showing it from where I live, like the city where I live and they're showing the hail. And I remember calling my neighbor and I said, how bad was it? Was it bad in our area in our neighborhood? What does it look like? And she's like, uh, she's like, there's some down trees, but nothing like major, like you know, homes are blown over or anything like that because it wasn't a tornado. It was just the hail damage. And so her and her husband's cars were totaled. They had shattered windshields, um, just just everything. I remember, well, okay. And I had um, some skylights and I came back and I looked, I was like, okay, it's going to rain soon, like uh, maybe a day or two later. Did it break through your skylights? It did, it did. And so... I was getting ready to go out of town again a couple of days later. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do about these skylights? Like, there's no way they're going to be fixed in time. 
And I called this one company because, you know, the ambulance chasers are always trying to, you know, oh, yeah. scope out damaged cars and damaged roofs and stuff like that. And they wanted to charge me six or $700 to go up and tarp, like put tarp over the skylights. And I was like, just tarp. Yeah. I'd like to tarp it, like to, you know, so that way the rain wouldn't get him. And I was like, mm, no. So I remember going to Lowe's and I got like a, a better ladder than what I had. I got a ladder, I got tarp, I got gorilla tape and I went on the roof and I did it myself. Maureen, Only- you did that yourself? Okay, let me just say, Maureen's single. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's smart. Obviously, she's independent. She doesn't mind traveling. So she doesn't mind if you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. <laughs> well, this is true. I remember I called I'm a couple- Am I saying anything that is incorrect? No, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Stop it some more, Jessica. Just, you know, whatever. <laughs> No, I just, I felt like that was just too much. That was a waste of money. And so for $45, I was able to do what I needed to do. And it stayed. And also I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights. So um, getting on the ladder, I was like, okay, fine. I was getting on the roof. I did tell people, I was like, okay, I'm going on the roof. If call me back in an hour. And, and if I don't answer, then maybe send out for an ambulance. I don't know. You don't even have somebody out there with you to watch. No, because like, I'll be up there just so you know. <laughs> everyone chickened out. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Because at this point, the sun's getting ready to set. I don't have the time. I don't want to do this the next day because I want to try to you know, work. And, and I was getting ready to go out of town and I said, okay, I'm just going to do this. So, and also too, because of my former gymnast life or whatever, I, it didn't phase me to be on the roof and do the thing. Have I been on the roof again to do other stuff? Yes. But I'm, I feel confident and secure in my abilities to manage getting on and off a ladder. I don't know. It's not something that I'm like, hey, let's get on the roof today. But yeah, so yeah. <laughs> independent, maybe cheap. Yes. So that's what <laughs> me. And she needs somebody who want, who will travel. Yes. <laughs> must travel, must like to travel, must like dogs, must like wine. We're just going to turn this episode into <laughs> how to date Maureen. Oh gosh. We don't have the time for that, Jessica, because <laughs> I don't even know if I know what that criteria would look like. So we're just- I'll, I'll do the initial like vetting, right? Okay. So if you if you want to talk to Maureen, come through, you got to go through me first because I'm not the last, but I'll be the first line of defense. So <laughs> I can vet you. There's going to be a long line of defense because I can already think of at least five or six people that they would have to go through and, and be thoroughly vetted and approved and all of that. So oh, absolutely. As there should be girl, you are, <laughs> no, you are so like, I'm telling you, you just are this light. Oh. You are so sweet. You are such a good friend. You are such a good daughter and sister. And you're going to know there, as there should be a line of defense to get to you, <laughs> please. Uh, well, we're work. I mean, I don't know that I'm, I'm, and if a guy is worth it, he will, he will Scott Pilgrim that 
thing <laughs> to get to you. <laughs> you know, let's let's just see. You know, if he comes on on a chariot and and just starts frolicking in or whatever. I mean, that you know what I've recently heard, and I don't know. I mean, we'll I don't know. We'll see if this is true or not. Ooh, I'm a chat. Yes, that if you. That when you get butterflies, it's almost like it's not necessarily the meaning of anything, right? It could be a trauma response. So if you, but you want to continue to get butterflies. So if you're initially getting butterflies for somebody and you're you're like craving the attention. And again, I don't know if this is true. And I, everybody has their own theory. And I think it just depends on the person. When you have butterflies, it triggers this craving in you that you want to continually have butterflies versus if you're not somebody who gets butterflies, like if you meet somebody and they don't necessarily give you butterflies, yet they give you this comfort feeling that that is something that you, that some people, again, everybody's different, that some people feel like that's more of this could be my person versus the butterflies in your stomach where you're constantly craving and seeking that validation. Like one is like you're constantly seeking validation versus the other feeling like you found comfort, you found home. That's what I was going to say. Comfort reminds people of home. And so for me, the butterflies are temporary. They're fluid, right? Yeah. You know, some people's butterflies may end up really being moths. I don't mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But the comfort and the feeling of, I don't have to worry about, you know, how I am around you. I can be myself and I can share in the feelings and emotions. And that's secure, that's safe for me, that's comfort, that's home. And so I'd much rather have that than, because I think the cravings, the cravings are temporary, right? So, um, you know, tomorrow I might have a craving for Chinese food, but then the next day I might have a craving for Italian food, whatever. That's that's temporary, it's fluid. But the feeling of comfort and the feeling of home is something that we don't oftentimes get to experience when we're not, I say speed dating, but, you know, meaning that you're dating a person here and a person there and it doesn't really get to comfort. So that's me. So yeah. I guess maybe I'm I'm the moss. I don't know. So nothing ever really not the moss. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, but you just validated what I was like recently hearing. This is something that was new for me hearing. And of all places, I heard it on TikTok. <laughs> a source for for all all great information. But yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's the goal is to have somebody who is with you that feels like home, that feels comfortable, that feels for women, sometimes it could be feeling safe and secure or validated, respected, love. Different things to different people. So I agree with you. I agree with you. I want somebody that I I just want to be myself and I want to be able to laugh and be goofy and I want that, that comfort. And I want them to feel that with me, but ultimately it's about as being able to support one another in the things that we, in our passions, right? So I want to be able to say, yeah, cheer you on and have you cheer me on. And, you know, and somebody who, that we can grow together. But I think at this point in our life, you know, it's obviously we're always growing and changing, but I think it's at a, di- we, we know who we are versus, you know, yeah. when we're in our twenties. Right. I mean, like when we're in our early twenties, <laughs> Yes. Early twenties, you know, because we're in our late twenties now. So we've had some time to grow between the early twenties and, and exactly. now. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I know. And I think, I think to your point, you know, some people are like, well, and I'm sure you've gotten it too. Cause I get all the time like, Oh, well, you know, Marine, you're this, you're, you're smart or successful or intelligent and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the things. Yeah. Like, Why are you single? And I think I sent this meme to you one time. I posted it on my stories and it says, you know, um, why are you asking me? Why am I still single? I don't ask you why you're still married. You know? Oh, yeah. You did send it to me. In that realm, it's like, you know, the stigma of, of being single, meaning that you aren't attached to somebody and you're not with somebody that you're not a whole person. You're not complete or you're not this or you're not that. Particularly when you come, like when you come from, a com- communities of color, me being Mexican, you being black, like, yeah. duh, of course, right. like, it's like this extra stigma because we're expected to be a particular way. And right. me being in my quote unquote late twenties. No, <laughs> we all know I've said I'm 44, whatever, and never been married and don't have any kids and being Mexican. That's like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I was just having this conversation at lunch when I was saying like, I never like just for me, I always knew, I never felt like my biological clock was ticking mm-hmm. that I like, oh my gosh, I need to have kids. I need to have kids. I've always been surrounded by kids. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, I also knew that I didn't want to be a single parent. Right. Like yeah. it's hard. Parents have a hard enough time when there's two of them. I admire people who are parents, whether you're a couple or whether you're single parents or whatever, you guys have a hard ass job and there is no like, denying that I just knew that that's that I didn't want to take that on by myself right and and I hate to say this too but I was talking with a a friend of mine and I told him I said um yeah at this point in our lives could we have had children yes we just made different choices yeah that's all and it's not to say anybody's choice is right or wrong it's just different how boring would life be if we were all freaking the same and made the same decisions yeah. It would yeah. be so boring because people wouldn't have people to hate on if we weren't our age. <laughs> Maureen, I, this was, I just had fun talking to you. I wanted to do something different for the last episode of the year and just have girl talk with you. And that's what we got to do because we got to talk about stuff we hadn't talked about in a while or that we haven't talked about in person. We just, me and you are just notorious for sending memes to one another. Yes. Right. <laughs> They're always good memes. I always have, you know, substance. They whether it's funny or inspirational or whatever that may be. This is true. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to see you in 2022. I'm excited for 2022. I get to start this new job. I actually have some really cool opportunities with the podcast that are gonna happen. I can't say yet. But um I yeah. And then we get some pretty, I get some pretty good time off. So I am looking forward to like actually being able to travel again as well. Good. Good. And I'm looking forward to my mom being completely cancer-free. Yes. We are, we are manifesting that because that, that will happen. And I know you've been such a, a great supporter um, for her and, and have shared her story and, and all that you guys are dealing with. So my prayers to her and, and to all of you, because I know you were trying to be strong for each other and strong for her. So God is always able. I'm, I'm a full believer of that. And, um, you know, just pray that 
the treatments and the doctors over her care will continue to manifest this remission. Yes. Well, you guys got to kind of hear a sneak peek into my life because you guys, I don't talk a ton about my actual life and you got to meet Maureen. So again, you have a brother, you have a cousin, you have an uncle that you think would be good <laughs> for Maureen. This is how we're ending it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese Med Podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese Med on our website, thewineandcheesemedpodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Cheese on Instagram and at The Wine and Cheese Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheese please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even